is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hope you are well this lovely, pretend warm Sunday morning. I I, I don't mean to go on about it, but that sun tricked me this morning. Well, because you look outside and you're like... I out the window, of course, warming my house. Yeah. The the, the sun was looking at me bright, bright as a button in the sky. Beautiful blue sky, not a cloud to be seen. The sun huge and low, tempting me out. Mm -hmm. Just wear a T-shirt, Jase, it said. You just need a T-shirt today, mate. I won't let you down. Why would I? And the sun. I went out. Freezing. I know. Freezing. Nip nips pushing right through as my. Uh... But it's not raining. Any day that doesn't rain in Manchester is a lovely day. That's true. That's true. Liquid sunshine, as my father. Is that what it. he says? Yeah. Liquid sunshine. He's, yeah, he's been indoctrinated uh, <laughs> by the Mancunian way. Rain, liquid sunshine, my friend. It's a nice way. Of, it's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? Is your father a slug? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <this> well, <laughs> that's where my mother. Uh, so, 8.12.15 is the text this morning. If you're up and about, what are you doing? Why are you up? We know why we're up. We're here till 11 on Absolute Radio, me and Alison. Uh, ben Elton will be joining us later as well. He's that's got, very exciting. That's exciting, isn't it? The mm-hmm. legend. Uh, and he'll be, uh, he's got a new live show, which is even more exciting. Uh, let's see, we've got text already coming in. Good morning, guys. We spent the first night in our newly converted camper van at the lovely uh, Wallingford on Thames, uh, just off the, uh, off for a swim in the river. No. Don't do it. Don't be, te- don't, that's, that's too cold, Beth and Nick. You're crazy. Wild. What a shame. What a shame. That was the last text message they ever sent <laughs> till they froze to death <laughs> in a river. <laughs> oh, a brand new camper van gone to waste. What a lovely couple they were. Why would you do that? Because it's brand new and they're like, look, this is the last two. Nothing could go wrong. We got to do it. We got yeah. it. Not, nothing could go wrong. This <laughs> is our last chance. That's that. There's that. Ollie in Cheshire, I'm off trout fishing with me lad. Proper northern, that one. It dropped. Trout fishing. Trout. Very specific. How, so, I don't understand fishing. So, you can specify the fish? Yeah, by just the time of year. What? Yeah, certain times of year, different fish, there'll they'll be like a an influx of different types of fish. So, I think we're is, in trout season right now. There's seasons? Sure. Okay. I believe it. Right? Like, I bet you cod. There's a big cod season. If there's any fish experts out there. I know, but you question. I could be telling the truth. Sounds a lot of guesswork. (laughs) I just didn't know you could specify fish. I thought you just went fishing. I didn't think you could, like, with a certain, oh, trout like macaroni. And you, like, put macaroni on the end. They do, yeah. What? They like macaroni? I just made that up. No, but I mean, there's certain types of, you know. Oh, I see. Ring, certain worms. Yes. Yeah. Not ringworm. That's not I was gonna... just about to say ringworm and I stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's not I it. blew my fish expertise cover with ringworm. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're fishing with ringworm, then <laughs> go see a doctor. That's not right. Uh, but who else is up and about? Lots of different people this morning. Uh, it'd be lovely to hear from you. 8, 12, 15. Uh, Kieran, Corinne, Chloe, Kyle. They're only friends with people with a curse sound in Basingstoke. We're up and out early to go to, uh, go the, to the memory walk in Southampton. I don't know what that is. What's a memory walk? I don't know. I don't know either. Let us know. It'd be nice to hear from you. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Gary uh, in Oldham, he says, proper northerner in brackets. Jason, what's up with you? It's a beautiful morning. You sound like one of them soft southerners. Shorts (laughs) and t-shirt weather, this pal. (laughs) I don't disagree with you, but no, I, I must say I've got a bit nesh. Over the years. Mm. Is that a word you're familiar with, Alison? No, Smith? but I... Nesh. Does that mean soft? Yeah, it sort of just means, oh, you've been a bit nesh. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Is that, like You heard up. that, Joe? Yeah. You heard nesh? Yeah, yeah. yeah Joe, Joe knows nesh. I like it. That's yeah, a good... I like those words. I had one the other day. Who was I... Oh, I'll tell you what I was doing. On Friday night, I was doing the Judge Rinder show, or Rob Rinder show or something on Channel 4. It was fine. And... Uh, I am. Um, it was it was hard work, but it was it was all right. I, I put a shift in, and uh, and he had a, it was filmed up here at Salford at uh, Media City, and he had someone talking in his ear who was northern, and he, although he spent a lot of time in Manchester, he'd never heard the word to mither. He said this woman kept saying, no, stop, "Don't don't mither me, stop mithering me." 
Have you mither. Heard of, I've yeah. heard of mither. Everyone's heard of mither. Yeah, I'm Canadian and we've used mither. Is that a, a, is that a northern word? Mither to, to mither feels quite northern. Yeah. Mither. It's not mither in me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. maybe I know it from my grandma. Maybe that's uh, what maybe, it is. Maybe, of course. Yep. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning. Uh, Toby is up fishing from a kayak. Toby, you he's, win. He's just taking it to the next level. Forget the trout. He's in the boat. I wonder what kind of fish he's going for. I don't. I think don't think you can be specific when you're uh, you know fishing from a kayak. <laughs> I know that's you true. Got to grab whatever you can. <laughs> I mean, that's you can't be like, no, not you. What do you do when the wrong fish comes? Not you. <laughs> not you. I'm waiting for trout, dear. <laughs> I don't know how it. I don't know. I've never been fishing. So I don't, I don't know how it works. Um, uh, who else is up and about? Morning, Jace. Cooking sauce for lasagna for my friends coming over later. At this time in the morning, and he's whipping a lasagna up. Wow. The, 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 the smell of mince cooking mm. and fresh coffee just isn't doing it for me. Yeah, that, that's not two smells that I would expect. No. That would go together. I drove my wife's car in this morning. Treat. I've got like the seven-seater, you know. That yeah. one. That's covered... Just chocolate and broken toys from McDonald's. And uh, drove my wife, delightful. Oh, clean, pristine, mm. smells lovely. Uh, heated. You think I'm going to say seats, aren't you? you, yeah. thought you oh, when I said heated, then in your head you went seats. But no, heated steering wheel. What are you... What? T- I've never even... That was a problem that I didn't know needed fixing. Heated steering wheel, Alison. Uh, look, I live in Canada and a heating steri- steering wheel, I've never heard of that, and that would be a game. We have to plug our cars in so they start from the cold. A heated steering wheel. Game changer. Oh, my God. Live in the dream. I didn't even know. It was, I, I, was, I, I mean, I, I don't know how this was a thing. It's, oh, your hands are all toasty. Oh, why is this not just in every car? It, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Am- like, yeah. I actually got here at... Uh, about 20 to 8 this morning and stayed in my car for 20 minutes <laughs> just holding the steering wheel. It was just, it was like holding hands with God. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> it was just made me feel all nice and that like, the world was okay. Uh, so that's the future, man. I'm telling you. Hated steering, steering wheel. wheel. I know. I can't even. I know. Well, how the other half lives. Well, she's my other half. She's your other half. You didn't even yeah. know. <laughs> I was what like, other you've been driving around with this? <laughs> and I'm in that wagon, that sunbleached wagon that, that we that I hate. I hate that car and it hates me. I never take it for a service on time and it lies to me about how much petrol it's got left. We hate each other, Alison. <laughs> and she's driving around in that luxury. Mm. Oh, that's changing, I'm telling you. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. How did you sleep, Alison? Did you have a nice night's sleep? I did have a lovely night's Good. sleep. Good. Where were you last night? Comedy store? Uh, no, I was at one of your Manford yes, clubs you in were. Warrington. Well, Warrington. Uh, Burton Wood, specifically. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. It was delightful, and I was on first, so I was home by 9.40. Manford's comedy clubs? Fantastic. All, all over the country. Yeah. All good clubs, aren't they? I, honestly, all good clubs. No bad ones. Yeah. Don't pick bad ones. No. Uh, they're good, actually. They are They are good. I need to play a few of them. This I've got, That's what I'm going to do after. When this Start appearing? Finishes. Yeah, I, I've done a few of them over the years, but um, it's uh, it's just fitting them in, really. But it's good fun. I get a, At first, when I first started the company, sort of four years ago, I used to get a lot of emails from people after they'd been on that. Saying, I, I, I did enjoy myself, but I thought you were going to be there. Yeah. Because obviously it's called Manford's Comedy Club. I was like, hmm. I can't be at all of them. I can't be. And also, like, you know, you you wouldn't have ever expected Peter Stringfellow to be on his clubs, would you? You know, in fact, you'd have been disappointed if he had been. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But no, if you if you want a good night out, I mean, any live comedy is a great night out, isn't it? There's lots of great comedy clubs out there. And you see brilliant people like Alison June Smith. Thank you. And you've got a big show coming up as well? I do. I'm very excited. Part of the Women in Comedy Festival in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, Mine is on October 13th, Mm -hmm. Sunday at Tribeca, 7 p.m. Nice. And what's the show about? Uh, It's about self-confidence, to be honest with you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the self-confidence trick is what I'm calling it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Just about everyone. I I feel in this day and age, people are... um, 
you know, we're getting to know ourselves a bit better. And, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, I can see that. You know, I want to talk a little bit about finding self-confidence. I struggled with it as I was bullied as a child. What? A comedian bullied? What? I know, so strange. Weird that coincidence, isn't it, with mm-hmm. a lot of comedians? I remember somebody saying to me once in an interview, they said, oh, you got bullied as a kid. And I was like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and they said, but, and is that why you became a comedian? Did your jokes, like, stop you getting bullied? I was like, nope. I don't know what school you went to. <laughs> but that is not one of the things that, that's like a weird myth that happened. Like, like there's three lads just beating you up and you're on the floor going, lads, 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 lads. <laughs> Two nuns in a car. <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Lots of texts coming in. I'm enjoying what you're up to this morning. Uh, lots of random things. I, lo- I love a random thing. Sarah and Neil uh, up early to pick up a four-poster bed in Kent. Oh. That's what they're doing. They're enjoying themselves on an empty M25. Rare. Rare. Enjoy it while you can. Kim uh, and uh, Karen, uh, we're off up north to Hadrian's Wall. Where they're going? Oh. I guess just to. I don't know if they're English or Scottish or what. Maybe if they're Scottish. Just seeing if it's still there. <laughs> we might have to start rebuilding it soon. <laughs> they, they go for independence. <laughs> right, come on, everybody, chip in. We'll have this done by weekend. <laughs> uh, that's a Scottish accent. Uh, Ginny, <laughs> I realised as I was doing it. Is it no, Jace? Is it actually uh, Ginny? Not a popular name. I'm, I, we were saying you yeah. don't meet many Ginnies. Have you met, ever met a Ginny? I've never met a Ginny. Never met a Ginny. Mm. Sometimes calls my auntie Ginny, but that's more of a description. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's a bit Ginny. She's a bit Ginny. Uh, Ginny is off out to Piggy Pilates at Pennywell Farm in Devon. Pilates and lots of cuddles of pigs afterwards. That actually sells Pilates for me. That's a thing. The idea of cuddling a little... I like to imagine they're piglets. Little piglets. Well, I would hope so. Not rather a big, than a like, big 12 stone. <laughs> it's not really Pilates. You more yeah. wrestle a boar to the ground. <laughs> yeah, uh. but you feel great after. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of these things. These are like a quite... A, uh, goat yoga I heard of a little while back. Oh, my god! You do yoga and there's loads of goats around. And they just scream at you because that's what well, baby I, goats yeah. do. Ah! That's yeah. it. Would you trust a goat? I wouldn't trust a goat. Well. You'd be there and it'd be eating your mat. <laughs> no, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is a thing, guys. I mean, it sounds kind of cute. But sounds cute. I'm not sure. I've been doing some fitness classes. What have you been doing? Well, because I'm in rehearsals for this, uh, for musical curtains. Tickets on sales now, and we go on tour from the 8th of uh, October. That was very um, good. Uh, because of doing this, I'm, and I'm surrounded by these, you know, young, fit people. I, it's taking me a while to get Get into it, you know. So I'm learning. I'm learning my dance routines and, do, and on your feet for sort of you know eight ten hours a day. I was knackered, absolutely knackered. So I thought, right, if I try and do uh, a little gym class on the way in, like so. I'm in. I'm supposed to be in at ten, so I'll do a gym class at eight near to where I'm staying in London. And on the way to the tube station, there's a gym called Frame, and there's a few of them, and you can sort of just pay as you go, you know. And so I've just been doing whatever class is on at eight o'clock. That is so impressive. What have you experienced now? Uh, Reformer Pilates. Oh. Yeah. Have you done this? No. This is on like a machine where you sort of, you're lying on, and it's like a rack. You know the old... Uh, <laughs> so it's a torture chamber. Yeah, you are going to a torture chamber. the old medieval... Uh, <laughs> so he's got, it's quite hard. Uh, so that's, that's been fun. So I've done that. Uh, I did abs and ass. <laughs> uh, the other day, I don't know uh, if you should say that all the time out loud. I'm, d- I'm uh, doing abs and ass. Yeah, well, that's what I did it. I did it. Um, yeah, it's been all right. It's been all right. So, so it's, it's quite random because obviously it's whatever is on that day. I must say, postnatal yoga was tough, but I got, <laughs> I got through it. I got through it. That's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Dedication. Jason, Absolute Radio, Manford. where real music matters. Uh, it is, uh, it's Sunday, it's lovely out there. It is cold, but it's lovely. It's a good I bet day. it's warming up a bit now, I though. Hope so. It's a yeah. good day to do stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm looking at our little table of goodies over there as well. Uh, Joe, uh, our producer, likes to, um, well, you've got, you've got a budget, haven't you? You've got a budget for snacks. Yeah, I've got a budget. It depends where I am. Yes. And if I plan to go out the night what? before. Yeah, so where were you? Uh, this is uh, Lidl's Finest. Lidl's Finest. Yeah. You've done well. Look I've, at those grapes. Those are great. Those gra- are big grapes. They are big grapes, yeah. We've got grapes, we've got apples, a bit of yoghurt, uh, some Tropicana, 
Ready Breck, a Bel a Belvita. Do, do you call them Belvita? Yeah, twelve a, pack. Look at this. A twelve pack of Belvita. I like the. Th wow. Big pack. That is a. That's a lot of Belvita. I do like them with a the brew. Mm. Ready Breck Central Heating for Kids. Uh, if I recall <laughs> from my, my youth, is that they still call? Are they still allowed? Is that to what call they it? said? Yeah, there was like, and then there used to be a boy uh, who uh, looked like he had been in some sort of terrible accident uh, at a nuclear factory uh, and uh, nuclear power station, and he had like a glow around him because he'd had ready breath that day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it's probably been banned now by the fun police. Uh, <laughs> They've probably gone, oh, you can't do that because uh, it doesn't actually create a glow. So, uh, <laughs> like, it was some ridiculous... <laughs> something stupid. Uh, now, the last time I saw you, I think it was the last time I saw you, you were about to do pantomime. That's how long yeah, it's been. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. I did panto uh, in Preston. At Preston, yeah. Cinderella, I was a fairy godmother. It was... And how was it? It was phenomenal. It was one of the most lovely, charming You are stagey, aren't you? You're proper stagey, aren't you? I am. Well, that's my background, <laughs> right? Yeah, Drama teacher, theatre. Oh, lovely. it was It was in delightful. Element. So what, 40 shows yeah, up, up 40, at Preston? 47 shows up at Preston. Panto. You know, I've never been offered panto. I'd love to do a panto. I am very surprised. I'd love to do a panto. That you have not been offered. I know. Of. I'd be well into it. You're a singer. You're an actor. You're a performer. You're funny. I like a laugh. Great I like with kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. I know. You're panto. You've got panto written all over you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but it's never. It's never come a knocking. Mm. Maybe, maybe one day. Mm. Uh, and so you were the fairy godmother, uh, and uh, did they love it? Did the kids love it? Oh, they! It's magical because when you this is what I was saying too is performing for the kids is the best part because they just believe everything and they yeah. see the sparkles and they see the spectacle. And for a lot of kids, this might be the only theater experience they have. Well, it's definitely an introduction. It's the gateway to yeah. theater, yeah. Uh, isn't it? For a lot of people, and also you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's the only. Uh, it's well, it's the shows that keep theaters alive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot because it's time. the I don't want to say it's the money maker, but but it kind of is because a lot of people, everyone wants to the go see a panto. The whole family can come. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they can put Ibsen on in March uh, for 12 people because uh, 2,000 people came to see Cinderella. That's essentially... Yeah. That's essentially... It is lovely, though. When you look, well, I remember when I was in Chitty, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, but looking out and seeing, like, kids who were just genuinely like... Oh, Eyes like saucers, just... God, this is amazing. It's flying! Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really... I remember going to see Snow White at Stockport Plaza with my little brother, who was about, uh, like, four at the time. And we went to see it. And uh, we were sort of up... We were up on the, on, the, uh, on the circle there. And there's the moment where Snow White, she's got the poison apple in her hand. And she's saying to the children, to everybody, she's going... Oh, I like apples. Shall I, shall I, I don't know why she's American, but she was. She was like, I like apples. Uh, shall I eat the apple? Shall I, shall I eat the apple? And, these, and my brother and all these kids, my brother's on his feet, he's giving it, no, no, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Like from his soul. Oh. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. And then she bit into it. And of course, spoiler alert, she, uh, <laughs> she dies uh, for a bit. She comes back. Uh, she dies. And when she collapsed on the floor, my, my little brother, Arms folded, flopped, like, flopped back into his seat like, oh, I said, what's up with you? He went, oh, I told her. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, plenty of warning. She yeah. had plenty of warning. I told her. I was <laughs> screaming it. Like. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Alison June Smith is here, the delightful Alison June Smith. If you've Aww. not seen her live, she is an absolute treat. Thank you. Uh, a joy to be in the company of, I think. And uh, lovely when you, I love it when you come on to support tour with me. It's great. It has been really fun. I was very fun. fortunate in that I got to do a lot of the, when you were getting ready for model class, I got to do a ton of little warm-ups with you. And yeah. It was a blast. It was a, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. maybe, maybe I'll be doing another tour soon. I don't know. No, we, well, fingers crossed uh, on this end here. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was honestly, the people that come out to see your show are great people. They're good, aren't they? They really are. The people who enjoy you. Every time I went to do a show that was one of yours, I knew this is going to be fun. That's going to be a good gig. And yeah. you're done for eight. Yeah, <laughs> I was done, done for, for eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's lovely, isn't it? What a lovely feeling. I must say, I feel like, and I feel, touch wood, but I feel very lucky in as much as, I feel like I attract good people. Like, even on this show, this show sometimes skirts around what the, the edges of which Ofcom might go, what was that? <laughs> 
Occasionally. Yep. Not not because we're offensive, no, no. just because we're chatting and we sometimes forget where we are, you know. Um, and yet, nobody ever... Well, touch wood. Nobody's ever complained. No one's ever gone... No one's ever not got it. Yeah. No one's ever not realised where we're coming from. That we just what? We're having a laugh. We are very much a Brexit-free zone. We are a Trump-free zone. Mm-hmm. We don't... You know, uh, the, the country is in disarray at the moment no matter which way you voted it's divisive you know yeah. and this show hopefully is just it's a bit of a laugh bit of a laugh great songs and a bit of, bit of a chuckle that's all we want uh, if you want a massive chuckle the great thing about going to a comedy gig right I think is just the the fact that you can just forget about your life for a couple of hours and have a lovely time right and the Absolute Radio Live at the London Palladium is a special night I've done it myself the tickets are on sale now it's uh, crikey it's, a, it's, it's just a cracking gig okay it's this year uh, 24th of November it sells out every year by the way so get these tickets quick uh, Frank Skinner you might have heard of him he's uh, absolute zone uh, and he's uh, going to be hosting the night Dara O'Brien uh, Joe Brand Matt Ford Tom Allen and loads more are going to take the stage at the London Palladium to raise money for stand up to cancer so not only do you get to have a great night, but you've also done something good. Uh, 363,000 people who are diagnosed with cancer every year. Uh, so by buying tickets, you're doing your bit to fund life-changing research for cures and treatments as all the profits for the ticket sales will go to this campaign. So come and have a laugh while doing something good. Tickets are on sale now at absoluteradio.co.uk slash comedy. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I, uh, my youngest daughter started school this week. And she's uh, four years old. She started school and it's very exciting. And her primary school teacher does a delightful little thing where she asks three questions to the children. And I thought, I'm going to have that for my radio show, Alison. I'm going to try it on you now. Okay, okay, I'm ready. So the three questions are this. Okay. And it's so, it was... The idea, I think, is to because you know uh, you might not notice, but sometimes when you get out, when the kids get out of school, they're so tired, and you're excited about their day, and they're just knackered, and you're like, "What did you do? And what did you, you know? What what interest have you? What did you learn? You know?" And they don't really engage because just like, "Oh, shut up." Yeah. So these are the three questions that uh, are good to ask at the end of a day. Okay, so here's the three questions I'm going to ask you now. Okay? All right. The I'm questions ready. are. Alison, tell me something uh, nice that someone did for you this week. So something nice that someone did for you, something nice that you did for somebody else, and tell me something you've learnt. Okay. Then my three questions go. Okay. Uh, Something nice someone's done for me. My father-in-law helped us install, or we got a new fridge, so he helped us. Oh, my God. What a time to be alive. Who doesn't love a new fridge? So big and so exciting. And then the best part is... Is it a big American one? It's not a double door, but it's big, and it's got, like, freezer drawers with, like, multiple units at the bottom. It's so exciting. But the best part was we put the old fridge in our shed, and, yeah, we've, like, got a power cord going out there now because his dad drilled a hole in the house. He did Roy so much. Is, so Roy is amazing. He's, in it. he's done a nice thing for you there. Uh, he, so you're a, a two nice fridge thing. family. Two fridge family. Two fridge family. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of frozen goods you can have. I'm so excited. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And are you, I love, I love a fridge. Oh, are you, uh, there's certain rules about fridges. Are you eggs in the fridge or out of the fridge? Now, before I would have been eggs out, but I'm a Canadian mm. girl and we keep eggs in. And now that the fridge is so big, I put them in just so they're tucked away. That's the thing. Bigger fridge, everything's yeah, tidier now. everything in there. Yeah, yeah. Why does it matter where you're from, where your eggs go? Because, I, because <laughs> That's my question. in Canada, mm. everyone, free, uh, eggs go in the fridge. Eggs, no one would leave their eggs well, out. Well, there's a thing in the in there for eggs. That's exactly it. But in this country, when you go to the grocery store, I would see eggs on the, and I was like, what is going on? It's the way the eggs are washed and processed. Just so you know, there's an actual different system. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So in in North America, we have to put them in the fridge. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. So that's something that's something nice someone did for you. Yeah. Okay. What did you do nice for someone else? Okay. The other night I was coming home late from a gig. This is a family show. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. And there was a girl outside of this train station Oxford Road Station and she was in distress I think Mm -hmm. she was having I I think she might have been breaking up with her boyfriend to be honest with you and she was 
crying, but that crying where like she didn't oh, want anyone to notice, but like it was uncontrollable and she's trying to hide it. So all I did was I took a packet of tissues out of my purse and I just casually walked by her and I just kind of handed her the packet of oh. tissues and I just looked at her, but I kept walking because yes. I was like, she's in her own moment. Yeah. But Doesn't I was like, me. she needs these tissues. So I gave her some tissues. Good yeah. shout. Yeah, that's I thought nice... it was a moment of compassion. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. And mm-hmm. what have you learned this week? Uh, the terminology... Liquid sunshine for rain. Well, I from use your an dad. hour ago. <laughs> I love that. Isn't it nice? It, it means when you're up here, you can feel a bit better about yes. it here in the north. Yeah. Liquid sunshine. I love it. It's a nice one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I was trying to think about my things that I've uh, gone through. Oh, obviously, what I've learned is uh, the waltz because I've been having to learn to dance for my uh, for this new musical. That's curtains. incredible. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. I've been enjoying that. Quite hard to. Um, what I've realised as well is that just having a bit of a belly makes dancing. Hard. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. trying to. Lo- I'm trying to sort of lose this over the next few weeks because it's uh, it's hard. We've talked about this many times. It yeah. is very hard. <laughs> this poor dancer. You know, she's a wonderful choreographer and she's and she's doing very well. But I can, I just feel, I can feel it. <laughs> I'm like this poor girl's not, never had to deal with this before. <sighs> and in the script, there is a bit where because it's a sort of comedy dance. In the script, it says, and he falls into her arms at the end of the dance, and I was like. Yeah, let's not do that. We bit. don't have to. Uh... Yeah, you ain't got the shoulders for it, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got the upper body strength <laughs> to do that eight times a week. So that's what I've learnt. Uh, what nice things have I done for? What, what nice things have people done for me? I, I'm, that's the bit I'm struggling with. Mm. What has someone done nice for me? I, I must say, actually, after Scarborough went out on Friday night, the amount of lovely messages I've had off people who enjoyed the show. It's on the iPlayer now. Uh, it's on every Friday at nine thirty. It's Darren Litton's new show. He wrote, he wrote it and. Uh, just it's a lovely little show and actually first episode lot of set up lot of you know so you sort of got to stick with it but it's uh, so many lovely messages next week's is very funny uh so uh, yeah that was nice uh and what have i done nice for someone else now that's not true Sodom. that's not true <laughs> um what nice thing have i done for other people um oh i say i had a, I had a moment of compassion actually on the bus the other day so i'm in london and you know you just gotta get the bus everywhere which is weird and then a moment of compassion came out go on yes on a bus <laughs> well that's why it came out because yeah. i was on this bus and it was like 9 a.m or a quarter to nine and it was um it was rammed like proper sardine like health and safety nightmare and it was, I was sort of there near the door, and there was, it was all business people, everyone going to work, everyone, and it's London, so no eye contact. You know, people drive rather stab themselves in the eyes than look at a stranger. Yeah. And there was a, mo- a young mum with two kids, and they were, they were, I think she was from listening, they were sort of going to the school or something to see a teacher or something. He was like four, and, she, and the little one was two. She had the two year old in her arm, and they were both having a meltdown. Kicking ah, off, kid. Yeah. And I, um, and she was doing very well. Like just to deal, just to deal with it, uh, but I could see it was like because people were sort of having a little look over. No one was tutting, no one was being a, a numpty about it, but it was hard work. So um, yeah, so when I when I was getting off the bus, so it wasn't awkward when I was getting off the bus. I said, I just said, "You're doing very well, by the way." It's hard and sit with kids, and she she actually turned around. She went, "Thanks." <laughs> so it was had a moment. Thank you. Music matters. I have never heard that Queen song in my life. Yeah. Have you ever heard Play the Game by Queen? Never. Never. Where's that come from? Random. That's like the guy in charge of music here is doing some sort of pub quiz. (laughs) What a random. There's something that we've learned. Look, there you go. There's something we've learned. I like that. I like that. I just remembered yesterday at the park when I was out there teaching my daughter how to ride a bike. That was hard work. Um, we uh, somebody came up to me just talking about things that you've done nice with people and I, they sort of smiled and they came over and they said oh sorry I don't mean to bother you I said oh it's fine they went you gave us your tickets for Alton Towers once I was at Alton Towers and we had fast track passes like so we could get on all the rides for you know to front, front of yeah. the queue and uh, but because I've got kids you know we, and we did two days there on the second day at like two o'clock my kids were like I'm done and so we left. So on the way out, I just sort of I saw a family and I was like, do you want these? Because uh, fast pass. And uh, randomly in the park yesterday. So they were, they were made up. The kids thought I was a hero. 
Absolute hero. Uh, 8, 12, 15 on the text uh, if you are up and about and uh, we're, we're learning things as well. Lorraine in Glasgow says trout season in Scotland is March to October, just from our fishing chat. There we go. Fish chat. If you're only just tuning in, we have a fish chat for the first 20 minutes of the show every morning. Just uh, it's, a bit, it's a big hobby. And I was right, there are seasons for fish. There are seasons. Mm-hmm. There's football seasons, cricket season. It's trout season, who knew? Um, Mark has uh, messaged in. He says, dear absolute 80s team. Uh, he says, what I like about you is that you don't play any of that horrible grime music I don't know, <laughs> and no depressing indie music. Well, that's because in the 80s, those two things weren't invented yet, I, yeah. I, it's, I, I guess, is the, is the reason. Um, so we'll keep on listening. That's the great thing about Absolute Radio. You've got so much choice. You've got the main station, which is us. Um, but if you want to be a bit more specific about the music that you're listening to, the type of music you're listening to, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, noughties, and classic rock. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Now, more than 30 years ago, this, my next guest, uh, comedy legend, exploded into the national consciousness, hosting a fabulous show on Channel 4 called Saturday Live. Now, more than 15 years after a 15 year absence, the godfather of modern stand up comedy returns. To the medium, he did so much to define. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Elton. Good morning, Ben. Blimey, what a lovely introduction. Thank well, you very much. That's that's that, perked me up. <laughs> my absolute pleasure. What an honour it is to talk to you. Well, I, I vice great. versa, may I say. And uh, and thank you very much for having me on your excellent show. I was enjoying listening to it, or a bit surprised about your lack of Queen knowledge. You've obviously never been to see We Will Rock You. The Killer Queen sings that one in the, the middle of Act One. So I, I was know, a little bit terrible. taken aback. Well, Sorry go and, about that, go and, go and see it on its next upcoming national tour, <laughs> and you'll hear Play the Game again. <laughs> I know. It's, it's on the greatest. Rare. It's on the second greatest hits album. It's I mean, on... don't get me wrong, but I've had about forty messages from irate. Uh, I'm not fans. irate. I'm just a no, little. No, I'm a little disappointed, not. Jay. I'm not angry. Uh, <laughs> I'm disappointed. That's worse, <laughs> yes. as you know. So, what has made you? What's made you come back to stand up? Is it just because the country's uh, it's... exactly that? <laughs> it's, the, it's just because the country's dot dot dot. I th- do you know? Yeah. I think I'm needed. I feel it's time for me to get into the into the telephone box, rip off my my city suit, and reveal myself <laughs> as a, as superhero of stand upping and go out and sort it all out. By Christmas, I intend to have the country back together, healed oh, and soothed, reunited by the healing power of laughter. That's someone's that's what we can it. do. Someone's got to do. Someone's got to do it, and it's 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 my time. I think because I was always as a, as a, this is going to sound, and I've got to a point in my career now where people say this to me. But my dad was a huge fan, and <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so it used to. Your show used to be on uh, Saturday Live was on, or when you did your, your spots at Comic Relief, and I re- I just have images and, and why your voice. Even now, he's sort of having a, a nostalgic uh, a frisson, a frisson yes, through the mic. Is, I remember the do- the fr- the living room door being open and me sneaking back downstairs and watching through the gap of the banister. Oh, I love to hear this. I love you to think were of... on TV and thinking, "Wow!" I was just, the, you know, genuinely just that moment was making me just go, "Well, it, it, that's what I want to do." It, well, that's a lovely thing to hear, and a lot of people are starting to say that now. It's nice. I mean, you know, when you been around as long as I have for quite a while people were saying when are you going to go away you keep going but I won't and I think people have finally kind of got used to it and sort of forgiven me for being I suppose you know constantly at it you know and not kind of you know I don't know collapsing breaking down or or, or too cool for school I'm always eager I always feel it's you know I'm 21 it's the first day of my career and I've I've got it all to prove I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel that where most people sort of feel 21 inside Um, and it is nice to begin to hear particularly from you know people in the business like yourself i had a lovely chat with i'm sure he won't mind me saying this but matt lucas was told told my kids he said you know what your your dad did you know in terms of inspiring me and they they were obviously knew little britain a lot better than they knew my work (laughs) so you know it is a lovely thing to hear and i think it was a groundbreaking saturday live and i was the host and it was a very uh, nerve-wracking and and kind of bit of a baptism of fire but great privilege to have it and i think we did we sort of you know, got the modern comedy thing. You know, mm. we, we played our part. It was a good time yes. to do stand up in the eighties, a difficult, well, divided had, Britain, and course. here we are. <laughs> and here we are again, yeah, of course. <laughs> and is that is that's what sort of 
brought you back onto the stage? Have you been sat at home thinking these things and writing these things and your family have gone, just get, go and tell people? Well, a bit. part of that, yeah, my wife, I think maybe she wants me out the house. I don't know, maybe there's, a, <laughs> maybe there's a handsome milkman at the end of the drive waiting for me to get in the van and head off on the road. But she has been very encouraging because the last 15 years, I mean, I never gave up stand-up. I've always, for me, stand-up is a, is a really fascinating, demanding and endlessly exhilarating art form. I, I don't mm. mean other stand-ups. I'm a, I don't watch other stand-ups. I'm mean, talking about my stand-up <laughs> because it's endlessly exhilarating to me. I, yes. I find, as a writer, normally I'm in other characters, whether it's a play or a Blackadder yeah, yeah. or Upstart Crow or a novelist. There's all sorts of different viewpoints. But when I'm on stage, I'm unashamedly subjective. I don't expect people to necessarily agree with me, but I hope I'll intrigue them and amuse them, maybe yeah. make them think. So it's a very subjective thing, my stand-up. I am definitely saying this is how I feel, this is how I see the world. And certainly for the last few years, I've been sort of railing at the TV thinking, oh, I wish I was back on the telly. I would, or not that I'll get that. They won't yeah, have me yeah. back on the telly, but back on the road, <laughs> should we say. You know, <laughs> right. I should wish. Um, and uh, and because we had kids, you know, I've, I've, I've made a lot of school lunches over the last 15 years. I've been at home. <laughs> yeah. um, but now they've gone. The, the nest is empty and the boomerangs yeah. have not yet been whiz, come back whizzing past their ears. And so... My wife said, well, it's time. You're 60. You if you don't do it now, you probably won't. So wow. 80 dates across the disunited kingdom, crossing borders. We're we yet to know whether they're going to be hard, soft, or a little bit squidgy. I don't know. Will I Will I need a passport to play Scotland or even a Cornwall? Because they're getting a bit chippy, to be honest. Who knows where we'll all be by Christmas. But one thing's for sure, a lot of people will have had a laugh. That's all I can That's say. That's the main thing. Well, look, mm. tickets are on sale now for Ben's, uh, Ben's tour. Uh, you're going to be with us for the next... Uh, 20 minutes or so, Ben, we'll have a little chat always about things. A, always a pleasure to, to chat of a Sunday morning, can't you? Anything nicer? Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. New one from Noel Gallagher on Absolute Radio. Alison June-Smith is with me till 11. And uh, right now, special guest Ben Elton is here. Uh, new tour kicking off uh, from Dublin on the 27th of September. Travels across the UK, uh, culminating in Stevenage on the 20th of December. Proper That's rock and roll, isn't it? Tour. <laughs> no sleep till Stevenage. So, <laughs> somebody's got to do it. I tell you what, that was a banger from Noel, wasn't it? I was, I was into it? that. I was loving it. A new it. one from there. Yeah, yeah, quite, yeah, a, quite a, sort of slightly trancey, psychedelic development going on there. I liked it. I don't yeah. know what's going on with those two. Oh. Oh, well, uh, you I know. Mean, Sibling quest- rivalry, it's the basis of all good drama, so they we just love that. We love that soap yeah, opera. That's true. The Gallagher but soap opera. The question of will Oasis get back together uh, to them must be the same to you as well, are you going to do another Black <laughs> Yeah, and I imagine they feel the same way I do, which is a, <laughs> is great gratitude. You know, the, yeah. anyone who would be so churlish as to get bored with the fact that you've you've made an impact on you know on the culture. You know, yes. you've, you've you've had a you, you've done something. You know, laughter, rock and roll. These are good things. These are things we all enjoy together. I'm a big community minded person, and certainly when you when you been fortunate enough to be part of a team that kind of turned the whole country into a team, you know, I mean Blackadder clearly you know, there's no point pretending it hasn't been mm. had a huge impact and I, I feel very proud and grateful and people can can say as often as they like will you do it again and I'll <laughs> say no but the thing that's funny is because Tony I Robinson said it Oh you can't, don't, don't listen to Baldrick, every time he does an interview he says, <laughs> yeah well you know we've been talking, you know, but look, I mean in all, you know, I mean it's not like it's not like anybody would ever say no i mean why would what would be the point of saying that none of us yeah. are soothsayers or you know we can't see the future but I, I see no no possibility personally and it's not out of any kind of sort of grumpy oh no we're not going to make people happy by doing another i just it's not there anymore it's that's that yeah. was then it was something we did and everyone's very proud of it it was hard work it was a difficult thing to produce and Fortunate we all remain friends, and I think one of the reasons we are all still friends is because we don't work together on the Black Adder anymore. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, Richard and I are always in communication, but we never talk about doing it. We talk about other things and keep yeah. thinking one of these days, but never never the Adder. I, I spoke to Rowan only this morning, actually, just because, you know, just wishing well and all that, because I'm, mm-hmm. you know, around the place. Um 
But no, the adder, the adder, it's, it's, it's a lovely thing, and I'm sure that, that Noel and Liam, in their flinty hearts, uh, find a moment of softness to reflect that uh, through all the battles they have given it people... It was all right, wasn't it, Liam? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right, you know, our right, kid. Yeah, you know, it's a sweaty mushroom, but we, we made some hits together, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so I'm sure they're pleased. is what you're doing for the next year. Well, yes. You, I mean, you'll get well, to Christmas and then crack on, won't I'm you? Gonna, well, gonna... I'm going to do, yeah, 80 days, because there's, tw- there's doing 12 sort of warm-up-y, work and progressive yeah. things, you know. Uh, so if you're coming to any of them, please don't record anything and then put it out online because I'm working on <laughs> working in progressy and you're it'll be unique. You're not thinking of doing the um, like when the American oh, look comics up your phones. come over, yeah. Oh goodness gracious, it's very no. American, isn't I it? don't think. I think most of my audience are on Nokia's still. I don't think they can. <laughs> I don't think they can record anything. They, they can't work. They haven't got a camera function, let alone <laughs> let alone they still want autographs. There might be a few non-grey heads in the audience, but come on, let's be honest. My my, I won't have the most tech savvy crowd. They'll have to go home and no, ask I their grandkids. kids. Um, no, nobody locks up their phones. I trust uh, the people you, who come and see me. That's fair enough. I always, I, when I've gone to watch the sort of Kevin Hart's and uh, mm. you know Dave Chappelle's of this world, uh, and they do that lock up the phone thing, mm. I just think, I couldn't do, I just feel like if I went out on stage, my audience would already think, oh, what God, a, what this a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but I think that's the difference between British and American stand-up. It's obviously, mm. all generalisations are deeply suspect, yes. but I've, I've always thought that we kind of love Americans for being tough and sexy and, you know, if you, you'll do what I want and, you know, almost the comedian as the rock star. Also, you remember Eddie yes. Murphy right back in the 80s? Oh, he was yeah, He was so... And we, you know, I think the best British comedy celebrates inadequacy, celebrates <laughs> our common smallness. I know I've always gone on about that. I'm the enemy of cool. I can't imagine a less interesting ambition than to be cool. For me, cool means being dismissive and not really care. You know, cool means not wanting to get involved, not being eager, not wanting to join... Mm. You know, I've... I, you're, I don't know your audience can remember Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, but I always think I'm Mickey Rooney wanting to do the show right now. So yeah. I think we, we British comedy celebrates our weaknesses, but in that sense, we, we share our humanity. You look at Basil Fawlty or Captain Mannering or, dare mm. I say it, uh, Blackadder, you know, desperate tryhards, you know, always <laughs> kicking against the... Well, I won't say the word because we're on radio. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think... We'll forgive an American comedian for saying you lock up your phones because he's cool. But I yes. think if one of us did, they go, "Who are you? Get off!" You know, yeah. I saw you in the pub last week. You know, so I, I yeah. just think it's a different vibe. We're just never going to be as cool as they are. So you're, when you when stand up for you first started, you know, you were Thatcher's Britain, mm. in, like I said, in a divisive country. Uh, but it felt very much. I don't know. I was looking back on it, maybe through roasting spectacles. That now the the maybe it's because of Twitter and everyone seems to have a voice now it seems angrier now yeah, it is a, it's a very different situation. I mean, I, I, I'm touring after probably, I think, the greatest cultural revolution possibly mm. in human history. Um, I mean, I'm a student of history and I know a lot of changes and watersheds in history, but what's happened in the 15 years I've been away has been seismic. For instance, take, take the example, the high street has disappeared, all but disappeared. Now, for 10,000 years, every community worldwide, since we stopped ch- chasing animals and moving on, nomadically and we started sowing crops and establishing communities the high street the market has been the center of all human life whatever yeah. culture whatever race religion or creed and the internet in 15 <laughs> years has closed it we don't meet at the shops anymore we do not communicate in those ways these are that's one simple change i yeah. mean obviously yeah. the idea that it is possible to communicate a single thought to everybody on earth instantly and it will buzz in their pocket at the same time these are changes beyond the imagination yes. of science fiction and and certainly unfortunately the results so far have been <laughs> extremely dodgy because whereas we thought it would dem- democratize knowledge and understanding and human togetherness what it's actually done has created a world where suddenly facts and truth are variables and subjective you have your truth i have mine the president of the united states is tweeting conspiracy theories from the white house <laughs> toilet the idea the primacy of evidence is the central fact of of, 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 of civilization. You have to be able to argue your point. That's what humanity is, the, yeah. the, the enlightenment, when we got past superstition and religious dogma and we said, no, we argue and we and science is paramount and this has given us so much It doesn't feel comforts. like you can go, I, mean, I don't know when the last conversation ended with, hey, you know what? 
You've got a point there. Exactly, because like, when was everybody... When anyone said that? Everybody... It's so funny that we're having... I mean, I'm, we're, we're going through a paroxysm of geographical nationalism. People are talking, you know, Trump wants to build a world war around America, the Scottish want to leave uh, Britain, the, the Britain wants to leave Europe. But geographical nationalism, there, there are no geographical communities anymore. People don't define themselves by their neighbours. They're suspicious of their neighbours. They, they, they don't, <laughs> you know, they don't look at people on the bus. They don't, the school gates they're avoiding. Where our communities are now is online. Britain is a kind of virtual archipelago of digital communities, people looking for people like them, people who have the same gender ideas or the same sexual Mm. ideas or race or they're white supremacists or they all support a football team or they're vegans. We see our communities as people like us and so instead of sharing ideas with with everyone else and kind of having a good old ding-dong in a bus queue then agreeing Mm. to disagree, we're all agreeing with the very people we're like and never, ever listening elsewhere. I think it's a very strange and difficult... uh, Yeah, it's a worrying time, but I'm going to sort it all out, as I say. (laughs) Can't wait. I've done it in my... My novel, Identity Crisis, I'm not plugging that deliberately, I'm just saying it's the same point. It's about yeah, a, a world yeah. where we think we're all furious at each other. But I actually think the real problem is we're not all furious with each other, but vested interests and powerful people mm. have an interest in stoking that outrage. I mean, let's be honest, I mean, Trump won an election by literally making everybody furious, you know, by saying all <laughs> oh, the rapists are coming over the wall. And, and Putin's doing the same, he's stirring the pot... We've got to come together. We've got to start talking to each other in real time, I think. Fair enough. Right, Blondie on the way, very shortly. Oh, well, that'll bring go- us together. I'm going to Google uh, what ar- archipelago means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a series of islands. All right, I'll take it. Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Slightly fangirl in this morning, uh, Ben Elton. Is uh, is our mm. special guest? Um, I, no, no, Ben Elton, MBE, no, Sir Ben Elton. Do you no. know there's not been a nod from her match? <laughs> you know, um, maybe I should give her a nudge. Maybe you could use your influence. You're a bit of a national treasure these days. Uh, I think I'm still considered. Is that a awful chippy fellow from the eighties? I no, I, I I think not on the whole. Um, but uh, anyway, no, the, honestly, my medal, my knighthood, is the laughter of the crowd. Oh, I like uh. that. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a few bit full Englishes come back up there. Yes. Uh, so Ben is going on tour. Ben Elton Live 2019. This is a, a, a great tour. He's everywhere. You can. There's no excuse not to see him. All over the country like a rash. You will see me because I I can't play these big arenas. I'm glad I don't in a way have that temptation. But I mean, sure, it mm. must be pretty amazing to sort of do one night and, and sell ten thousand seats. But but fortunately, <laughs> that's not an option for me. So you can see me in the same halls I've always played. It's so weird. I'm I'm looking at the tour list and thinking that me and the late great Rick Mayer were doing those same halls 35 years ago yeah. together. It feels, well, you'd be pleased it feels... to know that back cha- backstage hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, well, you're probably, <laughs> well I hope same. Rick's underpants aren't still there. He used to occasionally <laughs> leave them. Um, I'm not wearing these, they're too sweaty. I shall go commando. And then out the, out the back he goes. Um, and he literally dump them and leave them. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, so, yeah. Been, is, is there... Uh, mm. There must be a book in, in touring with Rick Mayle, surely. Well, not a book. I mean, it was a great... It was just the best time professionally. I mean, you know, when you're young, it's always good. You know, the mates and friendship's more intense and nights are greater and beer tastes better and it hasn't started to have the bad effects on you as you, you know, develop your gut or whatever. And uh, it's <laughs> we were lucky because being young and stupid was our job. You know, all kids love being young and stupid. <laughs> young people getting out, you know. But that was what we were paid to do. Our private humour was suddenly nationally popular and, and we were out on the road... You know, drinking lager and, and and being silly. It was a it was a wonderful time. Yeah, I, you, I you know, you only ever get one youth, and I, I think most people look back on it with great well, nostalgia. Yours. I yeah. think that's fair to say. Well, that's very kind of you. <laughs> anyway, I'm back on my own doing what I've always done. Back in, on his in, own. In halls all over Britain, town halls and, and, and local theatres. Nice gigs. Tickets on sale now, benelton.net. You can get the tickets from there. Uh, the, all the all the dates are on there. I won't bore you by reading them all out now, but he's absolutely everywhere. And uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm just looking at dates when I can come and see you. You must come and have it. Let's come back and bring 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 the missus and, or, and, and, right. and let's have a beer. It'll be lovely. 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 What an absolute honour to talk to you, Ben. Thanks for that. It's a pleasure to be on the radio. Congratulations on the huge success of this show. I've been hearing all about it. Marvellous. Oh, bless you. Thanks, man. Take care. Good to uh, you, both. next, after 10, stick around. Uh, Alison June-Smith with me till 11 o'clock. Jason. 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 Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Nikki in London is uh, livid this morning. She's angry. Livid. Listen to this. Morning, Jay. 
Uh, here's something that I'd like to bring to your attention. Christmas stuff already in the shops. It's mm. September, mate. Personally, she says, I love an early Christmas, but this is taking the mickey just a bit. Yeah. What's your your opinion on that? Well, I think uh, usually, I think traditionally, we get through Halloween, then we can push on to Christmas. We do Halloween first. I go Halloween, a push November the 5th, but there's not really anything you can buy for those. And then, let's crack on. Then we do that. When does Christmas start in your house? I usually, to be honest with you, I start. I'll start December. First of December. Yeah, yeah. The, the month of Christmas. The month Agreed. of Christmas. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's yeah, just same. me. Yeah. I'm a say, but uh, everything goes. The tree, the decorations, the Christmas songs start playing. You yeah. know, that's me first. I'll do shopping before then, like because I like to plan okay. presents, uh, so I'm not in a nice. rush by December. Right. And I also just am a shopaholic, so I love any excuse so any to shop. Excuse, yeah. So I usually shop all year round for Christmas for people and store gifts. But you'll do it online, as Ben Elton was just saying. I know I'm an awful person. I know, and I complain all the time about the high streets. I'm always like, because obviously I tour all around the country, yeah. so I'll, something to do is I'll have a wander into the into town, and you're mm-hmm. like, it's pound shops and charity shops and. Actually, that is probably when I do shop high streets the most is when I'm on tour, when I go somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, and it's have a, a good shop. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but it's you know prime delivery. It's there the next day, isn't it? Oh, Same day sometimes. I know. But, but what are we gonna do? How I don't know how we fix it because we're all massive hypocrites. We're all massive hypocrites, aren't we? We all go, oh, I'd love the high street still to be there, but then we still go, yeah, but this they, this arrives same day. Do we add an online tax? People are going to hate me, but a little tiny, like, Maybe. Five, 5p every time you order something online that goes towards a high street. I don't know. I don't know. Something's got to be done. Huh? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. The cleverer people than us need to fix this out. I don't know who those people are. They're certainly not in Parliament. <laughs> not all of them. That's, ah, that's, unf- that's unfair. Yeah, that's... that's unfair. But I don't know. I don't know what the, the, what the solution is. Uh, 8, 12, 15 on the, on the text this morning if you are up and about. Always lovely to hear from you. Uh, we're here till 11am. Let's... Uh, oh. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. That should be like the national anthem. At the I was going to say that's it? the first song on morning that we all actually. I looked around. I was like, yeah. every single one of us is grooving right now. We <laughs> didn't even know it. We we're all just. Yeah. <laughs> we were just having a little boogie. That little was boogie. fun. That was fun. Uh, Louise in Burgard as message saying, "Great show, Jace. I love Scarborough too on uh, on Friday. I'm glad yeah. you did. Uh, I took over the telly on Friday. I know you did. I it was saw everywhere. everywhere. It's funny as well because um, somebody messaged me saying, "Hey, look after yourself, Jace. You know." You, don't, don't work too hard, like really nice. Don't work too hard, which is really sweet. But I recorded Scarborough last May, uh, April, May time. I recorded my QI in July and I did Rob Rinder's show on Wednesday. So, so it's okay, everyone. Don't worry, he's doing yeah, nothing right I'm now. I'm totally exactly. chilled. <laughs> it was just bad scheduling. Jason Man for Takeover. Uh, who's up and about? Morning, Jason. My husband and I have had a shocking night's sleep. Fire alarms started going off at 4am this morning, currently prepping our Sunday roast whilst he, he's out on uh, smoke alarm replacement duty. Pray for us, it's going to be a long day. That's... But, but you got a roast at the end of it. Yeah, although they are doing a roast with no smoke alarms in the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I spotted that. Um, I had one of the, and I don't suggest doing this, but I had one of those ones. You know, you sort of embed it. It's just going off somewhere, beep, somewhere in the house. And I had no batteries and I, and I was one of them so tired that I lent, I've reached up and I ripped it out of the ceiling. You had a moment. I had an absolute moment. What a ridiculous thing to do. I ripped it out of the ceiling and um, it was, and I sort of tried to unplug it and I don't know how they work. They're, they're made, I don't know how they're powered. The battery was out of it, but it was still, beep, beep. I was like, oh my God. And I put, no matter where I put it in the house, I could, beep. I could hear it, and in the end, I just I just thought I'm just going to launch this. So I opened the back, I opened a window. I was like upstairs, opened a window and just launched it wherever I could. Just threw it, get out, and uh, got back into bed. And it landed on the on the on the first like a roof, like a flat roof outside my bedroom window. All night, beep beep. I couldn't get out and get it. It was the worst thing I've ever done. Do not do that, guys. Make sure you sort your smoke alarms out. But that was not a nice night. They're fueled on the frustration of human beings around the world. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's what the it beeping. is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, and Sarah Martin are up saying, uh, could you wish our daughter Taylor a happy 18th birthday today? She's uh, She'd be blown away. Well, happy birthday. Hope you have a lovely day. Is 18 the drinking age here? 
It is the legal, legal one. <laughs> yes. Happy. Have a nice glass of prosecco. Taylor. There you go. If that's the sort of thing you're into, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one where you're allowed to. Yeah. Uh, up to that point, you just got to stand outside a off license and, and find a like, dodgy adult. Hey. Can you get us some wickets, please? <laughs> that sort of thing. Wait for a Ginny to come back. No, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Where real music matters. Alison June Smith is here. Hello. Delightful. Nice to talk to Ben Elton, wasn't it? That was very exciting. It's a treat. Um, I was thinking to myself when he mentioned that he chatted to Rowan Atkinson this morning. Just so casually. Just cash, just cash. Chatting with Rowan. Yeah, I was having a chat with Rowan. Um, was, the thing I was thinking about was uh, why don't we see as, mu- as much as Rowan Atkinson on the telly as we used to? Because I was a kid, he was my, like one of my favourites, Blackadder, and, and then obviously later on, Mr. Bean. I mean, worldwide, worldwide, Mr. Bean, yeah. Uh, I know he did those Johnny English films, but he's not, you don't see him on anything. And then I just Googled, just because just I was interested and I'm a bit nosy, how much is Rowan Atkinson worth? Because that's the question. Because that's curious. the only thing that would yeah. stop you going on. Why would you go on the telly if you didn't need to? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have a guess. <sighs> okay, because he is world scale. I mean, he's I world don't scale. Know. Yeah. Joe has just Googled it and nearly <laughs> fell off his chair. I mean, I don't... So what do you think? 20 million? 20 million. You'd think so. Back in the day when television was paid properly. Yeah, I understand. Okay, listen to this. £130 million. Pounds. Oh, my God! <laughs> Mr Bean is rich, man! It, but it, he is universal, right? He goes across... You He's, could play yeah. him anywhere... That's true. He also sold the production company, I think, back in the day. Or mm. sold his part in it, I think. Uh, but yeah, cha-ching. You, I would never leave my house. And yet, there he is, driving around in that little mini. <laughs> I think he'd be, you know, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, thanks for your text this morning as well. Uh, Katie says, Jason, we had a smoke alarm that kept going off for no reason at two o'clock in the morning. Husband ripped it off the ceiling like you did and was going to throw it over the fence, but I didn't want to hear it, so we buried it in the freezer. <laughs> Took it out two days later, still beeping. They're indestructible, <laughs> those things. And, and quite rightly, I guess, but... My goodness. Go, I'm hoping this chat is going to remind you to test your smoke alarms. That's what this uh, so is that's all what, about. It's a this public a, service. Yeah. It's a public service. That's PSA. what I like. We're laughing and learning this morning. Uh, Sarah and uh, son Edwin and Steve are listening this morning. Uh, fishing chat. We chatted fish before. He said, morning, Jason. Uh, sweet corn to catch bream. You know, we were asking, does I different told you, food yeah, yeah. catch different fish? Maggots for anything. They'll, they'll, eat, they'll all eat a maggot. Yeah. Bread and pellets for carp. Fake flies for trout. Yeah, because they're, yeah, yeah. yeah there you that go. Makes sense. I guess so. Uh, and uh, he says, give a man a fish and he will uh, he will eat, but give him a fishing rod and he will bore you to death with pictures of fishes he caught on Facebook. <laughs> I like it. Good work, Steve. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Stop pop boys, the Blossoms on Absolute Radio. Uh, drive past the Blossoms pub on my way home after work. Oh, think of them. Uh, they've got a funny podcast out as well. If you if you get a chance, very very funny. Uh, you a podcast fan? Yeah, well, I listen to some podcasts. Yeah? What do yeah. you listen to? Uh, All killer, no filler. I do like that one. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, Carrie McLean Pritchard right. and Rachel Fairburn. Yes, I enjoy that, that one. Funny. Yeah, that one. great one from Canada called Stop podcasting yourself so funny oh really it is so funny oh, good i need a new one yeah give it a go it's it's fascinating they've been doing it for years they've got a huge following okay they're great because the one i don't get is um that my dad made a porno one it's massive and I, I, I keep trying to get into it and i'm like i think they're making this up <laughs> which i'm sure is i don't know is that part of the charm but i just i'm like what, still? He's still making one? <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't get, you know, you just don't get something. <laughs> but it's massive, so obviously yeah. I'm wrong, I get it. Um, I do listen to Bob Mortimer's podcast, that's very, mm. that's very good. So I saw Bob on Friday, <laughs> I had this moment with him. So Good Morning Britain uh, was an odd moment on Friday. I was doing Good Morning Britain to talk about Scarborough and the, the Curtains tour that I'm doing, and... Uh, he ended up getting me to sing karaoke, which doesn't, it doesn't take much, but 8 o'clock in the morning, it was hard knocking out a Delilah. <laughs> and uh, we, we were before I went on, they said, oh, we've, we've had to shift your interview a little bit because Robert Mugabe's died. But they said it like, you know, someone important. 
had died. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone we cared about, like, like David Attenborough's passed on. Like it was something like really important. I was like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> that an old nasty bloke has died. Like, who, what? You, I've come on to chat about fun things. Anyway. Uh, and um, we're going to show a highlights reel uh, of, a, of a vicious dictator. Anyway, Bob Morton was there backstage, and I had this moment where, because I watched Gone Fishing, I love his show Gone Fishing with Paul Whitehouse, and because I listen to the podcast, and I listen to the podcast a lot, like oh, like at night sometimes, I'll sort of stick it on and I'll sort of drop off. Um, I have only ever worked with Bob twice, and the last time was about eight years ago. I've not seen him for about eight years. Um, we worked and we worked on something very quick as well, just like one night thing, and then before that. So I went in and <laughs> they said, "Oh, Bob wants to say hello," and I said, "Oh, I've got." And I went through to see Bob, and I had that moment where he went for a handshake and I went for a hug because I've watched his show and been listening to his podcast. I thought we were mates, like you know, we know I went, each other. Bob, he went, "Oh, hi, Jason," and I just went hug straight away. I was like, "Sod it, me now." You got to ride that out, haven't you? Yeah. Just got to go straight for it. He didn't seem to mind. He, he probably fine. liked to hug. He probably... I don't mind him. He strikes me as a hug guy. I think so. I think I got away with it. Anyway, he's not, <laughs> you know, I don't, I've not followed his Twitter, but if he's hashtagging me on Me Too this morning, I apologise. But I just went for the hug. I'm sorry if I broke the personal story. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. We all know that cancer is not uh, anything to laugh about, but Absolute Radio is doing something where you can have a laugh whilst helping to raise funds for new cures and treatments. Absolute Radio Live at the London Palladium, Sunday 24th of November. Let me tell you, this is the premium venue in the in the UK. If you've, if you've never had a chance to go to London Palladium, what a venue. It's, it's the reason you've ever, you've heard of it is because it's the best one, and this gig sells out every year. Uh, the, we had loads of tickets this morning, and and, and they're nearly gone. We've got fifty pairs left for sale. Uh, the uh, these are hot property. Frank Skinner is hosting. Uh, Dar O'Brien, uh, Joe Brand. Tom Allen, Kerry Godleyman, Matt Ford, Glenn Moore, uh, Kojo Anim are all going to be on stage at the UK's biggest night of comedy. So you'll be doing something good as well. You'll be uh, raising money for uh, for, for cancer um, treatments and awareness and research. And you will also be having a great night. Isn't that the best sorts of charity? That is the best. And that lineup is stellar. That's yeah. an amazing... 50 pairs left that's it and then it's one it's gone it's gone guys yeah uh, and we've all been affected by uh cancer you know in the family or you know and of course you, for yourself you don't you know if you you don't know what's going to happen in the future uh so oh, you're almost invested in your own future that's exactly it that's what i'll be doing and right. any investment in yourself is an investment worthwhile i like it Thank i'm you. having that i'm having that uh, absolute radio.co.uk forward slash comedy uh we've got killers on the way very shortly and then the, and then the show's finished at 11 it's unbelievably fast in it the morning. whizzes it past so this show or slightly drags not my words the words of the guardian uh, <laughs> but hey reviews a review isn't it reviews a review uh, ash says uh, jason why aren't you doing the charity night too you should be there or are you too big a name no that's not the situation at all i think i did it did I do it last year or the year before i think i did it yeah they got to change it up they've got to have uh, yeah so it's different every year so cuz people come to it every year it's like a it's like a night out oh, mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to the old absolute radio live at the palladium um also i'm on tour i'm on tour with uh with Kurt uh, the musical so I think I'm in Belfast that weekend so it would have been a bit of a a bit of a trip if I'm honest uh, but um, but hey just because I'm not there Ash doesn't mean you don't have to be Jason Manford on Absolute Radio Where music matters so I was coming back from uh, that there fancy London mm-hmm. on uh, Friday and uh, I was getting the train back and it was about, you know, sort of came into, uh, I used to get to Stockport, but Wimslow was on the roster. So I thought, I'll come off at Wimslow. Now, if you don't know Wimslow, it's it's Cheshire Housewives territory. It's footballers world. It's uh, lovely. You know, it's very lovely. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit up its own hole. Sure. But it's, uh, you know, it's nice. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I come into Wimslow Station. And it's not, it's busy, but it's not, it's not overrun with people. And I sort of come there and I'm sort of, I've made a phone call and then I thought, right, I need a taxi. So I'm sort of waiting in the taxi rank. And, you know, in the background, it says, it says leafy suburbs and beautiful 
uh, turn of the century houses and you know there's lots of people coming through in the taxi rank there's, you know you see there's lawyers coming from London and uh, you know accountants and businessmen people who work in the city but live in leafy posh Wimslow more millionaires per capita than anywhere else in the country That's wow Wimslow for you right there's some lads hoodies the hoodie types uh, black hoodies up round the round the reds on bikes on black bikes all dark and you know sort of 13, 14, 15 year old all sort of mysterious looking a bit bit dodge and I sort of feel the flutter you know I've been mugged a couple of times and I felt the, I feel the flutter of like can I beat up five 14 year olds <laughs> <laughs> like if it comes to it could I and, then, this, and, yeah. I, and I can't I, know, I couldn't beat up one if I'm honest they're about eight foot have you seen them <laughs> And uh, as I cycling past, I was like, had the, you know, I grew up in Wally Range, Moss Side uh, sort of area. So, you know, I was on edge a lot of the time in the 80s and 90s. And as one of them cycles past, I sort of have a freeze moment because I think he's about to, you know, put my phone away. Me, I've got my keys in between my fingers. Like yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, and one of them goes, uh, Xavier, wait for me. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. And in that moment, I thought, I, I reckon I could have beat up four. Four or five 14 year olds. I definitely could have these ones. Xavier. 14 year old Xavier. That's not a name you hear a lot of, is it? No. Xavier, wait for me. That's brilliant. But it was one of my favourite moments. Uh, now, before we do wrap up the show, you've got a show. Yes. That you want to tell us about. Yes. You, you must go and see Alison. She's an absolute delight. She's and this, a great comic. This I'm very excited about because I'm actually going to do Edinburgh this year. So this is like oh, getting ready to do the year. Edinburgh. Yeah, 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 next year, 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's called The Self-Confidence Trick. It is at Tribeca in lovely Manchester on October 13th, 7 p.m. I can't think of a better way to spend a Sunday. It's great. And it's an hour? It's an hour. Boom. And tickets are what? Eight, ten pounds, something like that? Yeah, I think five, they're, seven, they might even be 10, 11, five to 11, eight, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. you'll find it on the uh, Women in Comedy. Uh, so tell us about what's Women in Comedy then? What's this about? Well, this is a festival that's been going on. I mean, I'm not like, what's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, are they what? do that now? You're a woman? Are you uh, joking? Are you kidding? <laughs> no. So there's an actual festival. Yeah, Women in Comedy Great. Festival that has been going on in Manchester for quite a few years now. And uh, I love to get the word out because it's it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic thing. You know, because uh, look, voices in comedy, there's more diversity than there's ever been before. Yeah. But this festival, I think, has really fostered a lot of women to get involved with comedy and do comedy. Not that all the shows are targeted for women. They're for everyone. No, no. Women are a laugh, though. You go in a pub, it's often women having a laugh more than is. blokes, isn't it? They're yeah. all, you sort of look at it and say, ah, 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 like laughter going on in the corner. Yeah. I often think with, uh, you know, why there's fewer women in comedy is uh, because women are a bit more honest with themselves. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and early on, you know when you're not very good at comedy but you're still doing it? Yeah. I think a lot of women must come off stage and just go, God, I wasn't very good. I wasn't very good. They didn't like me or I didn't do very well there. And they're quite honest with themselves. But men have fashioned themselves around sort of blagging it a bit and faking it a bit. Yeah. And I think a lot of blokes come off stage and they're a bit like, well, it was the lights, wasn't it? It was the lights. The lights were wrong. <laughs> uh, the microphone was wrong. That's what yeah. it was. That guy didn't get me. Like, I think we sort of look out externally, find sure. something else to blame rather than, you know, uh, internally. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my theory on it anyway. Right or wrong. Uh, so, Alison Drew Smith, where can we find these tickets? Uh, like I said, go to the Women in Comedy Festival. They'll be online. There you go. Um, and there's a link there. And there's a bunch of good shows too. So, I urge people to just check go. it out. And yeah. people can follow you online. Yeah. Alex Alison J is my Twitter, Alison June Smith, uh, and Instagram is Alison J, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. Oh, yeah. spelling, everyone. There you go. Yeah. All right, have a lovely week. I will see you uh, next week, uh, again, live from uh, Manchester. Uh, enjoy your day. Jason Manford. Absolutely.